Welcome, 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 welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Money Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. Appreciate everybody running it back, checking, taking the time out to tune in wherever you are tuning in on this podcast. It is greatly appreciated. And and I feel the love. I feel the love. And uh, this podcast is available on all platforms. So <clears throat> make sure you tell a friend, a family member, or somebody you don't like. I don't know. But, uh, or, you know, somebody at work. Um, but it's available on Stitcher, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple. So shout out to all the people that are housing this podcast. Like I said, it is available. Just go ahead and Google us. That's S-P-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. You can also find us on Gmail and as well as the Twitterverse. Um, but yeah, we we, we got a, a hot and heavy show. We got a lot to talk about. Um, trying to think of some things that took place this past weekend came up on the uh the, the retro 13s man i feel like these the shoe game is just getting worse and worse i feel like even just a year ago i was able to hit on these apps and i was undefeated but 2021 2021 has not been a good year for me when it comes to sneakers it's just been you know it's 70 30 60 40 so um yeah you know everybody that's out here trying to to get in on this resale game i i mean i guess <laughs> but uh yeah so came up on some retro 13s but you know what else is new? But yo, we got a lot to talk about. We're gonna talk about something. We're gonna talk about my winners of the weekend for football as well as my losers. We also gonna tell a lot of y'all, y'all need to just chill out. And I'm gonna get to the chill out portion of the show because some of y'all are just overreacting. Like it's crazy how y'all just overreact. But I'm gonna get to that more to follow on that on this show. Gonna talk about my beloved Raiders. Kind of comes back to this uh, as far as overreacting. And we're also going to go into the big dummy of the day. Man, <laughs> y'all going to trip off this one. Um, but yeah, like I said, we got week two winners. Man, let's just start off off rip. That Sunday night game last night was the banger. You had the Kansas City Chiefs against the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens were, I mean, nobody really gave them a chance. I think 80%, 82% of the country said that the Chiefs was going to win. Patrick Mahomes has been undefeated in his career as a starter in the month of September of being 11-0. and 0. Hasn't even thrown an interception. And last night, it looked like it was about to be a freight train with the Kansas City Chiefs going against the Baltimore Ravens. I think the first throw that uh, Lamar Jackson threw was a pick six to the honey badger, Tyron Matthew. And I felt like the wheels was about to fall off right then and there. Somehow, they were able, he threw two interceptions, as a matter of fact, in the first quarter. So I felt like, you know, I thought the wheels was going to fall off real quick. I thought this was going to be a dud. But usually, Sunday nights are always the banger games. Uh, and they be popping. But, man, you got to give Baltimore a, a little bit of credit. They stuck in. They, they ch- uh, buckled down on the chin straps, made sure it bit down a little bit harder than their mouthpieces, and made it happen. They did the doggone thing. Obviously, a little bit of Lady Luck was able to roll on their side with the running back of the Chiefs, uh, ETN, uh, or Claire, Claire Hyde, wasn't able to uh, secure the ball on the last drive, fumbles it, ball game. Um, and you kind of felt it when Kansas City had the last possession that they was going to march on down the field. All they needed was a field goal, and they 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 would they would have won. The running back fumbles the ball, fumbleitis, and the rest is history. So not only was Lamar Jackson able to finally get his first win against Patrick Mahomes last night, but he was also able to just kind of say, "Hey, this is probably the worst team that's been around that has been assembled around me, and I'm still out here putting putting a, a great product together." Now, I'm gonna tell y'all like this: 
if Lamar Jackson is able to get this team into the playoffs this season, I don't know how you don't get this man MVP. Like it, it, it's a it's a hard sell not to get this man MVP. Um, you know, I, I feel like with him not having basically he is the running back, um, and they got a couple of dudes just off the street with Latavius Murray and Devontae Fre- Freeman, um, who came who just got signed this past week to come onto the squad, but. I mean, you got Lamar Jackson who's out here throwing for over 200 some odd yards and then throwing, you know, picking up another 100 some odd yards on the ground, averaging 10 yards a carry. What else do you want this man to do? Um, it's it, it reminds me very much like Vince Young of the 05 University of Texas team. Like this man is just, they're just asking this man to do so much. So my only question is, can is this a sustainable thing or is are they going to have to maybe move, make, make some moves to kind of get him some help? Um, I know Brown, the receiver, he's probably their best receiver, but he's not a bona fide number one. So we'll see what ends up happening. But I got you got to tip your hat off to the, to the Baltimore Ravens to be able to come off of a, a, an emotional loss like they did last week against my beloved Raiders and turn back around. And, and when all decks, all odds were against them, everybody was rooting against them. And for them to be able to pull out a win like that shows some major kahunas to them boys. But that, that's my winners. My other winners, man. You can love them, you can hate them, but you gotta give you gotta give your props to the Dallas Cowboys. They they were able to go into to the LA Chargers. It still feels weird calling them the LA Chargers. Like, yo, does any like are there any Chargers fans? Like, I know about two. Um, I know about two Charger fans, but are there any Charger fans? Because I was watching the game and it felt like I thought it honestly, I thought it was a home game. I legitimately thought it was a deal the game was at in Dallas, just because it felt like the 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 crowd was going for the Cowboys more than they were against the Chargers, but that's neither here or there. And I don't know anybody who was a San Diego Chargers fan that's driving to uh, Inglewood to go to the stadium as well. So there's that. Um, yeah, it's just weird. Um, but yeah, the, the Cowboys, they were able to go in there. Um, they were able to go in, beat the Chargers yesterday in a, in a very, very interesting game. Um, it was a hard fought game for them to be able to go beat them 20 to 17. Um, you had Tony Pollard out as, as opposed to Dak Prescott, who was able to kind of carry the load and do the do the doggone thing. And it was very interesting because the, the question was going to be, could Dak, though, you know, could Dak be able to just sling the ball again and um, be able to, you know, be able to win? And they kind of scaled back on it instead of throwing 50 some out, you know, in his mid 50s pass attempts, they only gave him 27 um, and he was 23 for 27. So he had a very, very good, efficient game. Um, but man, there were a couple of suspect calls where I said it on, uh, I said it on social media yesterday, the Chargers always have the most charger way of losing the game. And they had a couple of questionable calls with, with the refs. And, and I mean, you know, sometimes you, you gotta, you gotta play through it, but man, I swear the Chargers, they just come up with the most weirdest ways to lose their games. And it is what it is. Um, my other set of now, we talked about the winners. We also got to talk about this man, this this uh, Buffalo Bills game. The Bills, they kind of stunk up the field last week in an upset loss, um, and then they turned back around and they basically shut out the Miami Dolphins. Let me tell y'all something, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. I, you know how hard it is to shut out a team in the NFL? That is that is one of the hardest things you can possibly do. Not just beating teams handily, but just being able to throw up a bagel on them boys, it, it, that's hard. And for them to get smacked in the mouth by Pittsburgh last week, and then for them to turn around and beat the Miami Dolphins, who had a pretty good game, um, and, and for them, they beat the Patriots, and they had, a, you know, two. I know Tua got hurt, and that kind of threw a damper on them or whatnot, but 
for them to just have zero points is an embarrassment. Like I was talking to a friend of mine and, and they were we were talking about just getting as as far as a basketball analogy. You gotta get in the game. You gotta do something. You just can't be just going up and running up and down the court just getting exercise. You better foul. You better try to reach. You better do something where the where the scorekeeper got to kind of put a tick name next to your tick mark next to your name. And if you ain't doing none of that, you literally just exercising, dog. So <laughs> the Miami Dolphins trying to digress into it is definitely my losers of week two. Come on, dog. Y'all got to put something up on the board. I mean, a field goal, something to hang your heads up on. And like I said, I know Tua got hurt. You had Jacoby Brissett come in. He's a serviceable quarterback who I feel like didn't really get a good handshake deal out of Indianapolis. But you know, and now he's backing up Tua, and ain't no telling how long Tua's gonna be out. But I, you gotta, you gotta do more than just get in. And at thirty-five, zip be like, come on, y'all, y'all can, y'all can get something. I mean, come on. So it was a great, a great wake-up call for for the for the Bills. But man, the the, the Miami Dolphins, ugh, I don't know what they got going on there. Um, my second set of losers, Kansas City. I mean, they they, they should have been able to pull that one out. They weren't able to do so. And my man, the New York football giants. And I know there's, I got a lot of New York fans out here that like listening to the show. But, bruh, I mean, I, I was on board with Joe Judge. I like Joe Judge as a coach. Um, and, and Gettleman and whatnot. I'm not a fan of Danny Nichols. And, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to keep it real on the show. That wasn't Danny Nichols' fault. That was not Daniel Jones' fault on them losing the game. Slayton, I know the game was in Washington. That's not too far from MetLife. You got to call it Uber, bro. You cannot get on the team bus. You can't get on the team train. You can't get on nothing, bro. You got to walk back home for you missing that catch. That was a clear-cut catch that and any wide receiver that's listening to the show will tell you if the ball hits your hands, you got to make an effort. You got to catch the ball. And Danny, Daniel Jones put it right there on him for him, drops it, can't, and then next thing you know, they have offsides, and the, and the nose tackle is lined up right over the ball, and you still jump offsides. <sighs> I thought the Giants, you know, that this was going to be the make it or break it year for Giants fans to say, hey, there's no more excuses on why Daniel Daniel Jones ain't got no help. He's got all the help and they're not even producing. So now the question is going to be, do you start looking at Daniel Jones like, hey, this is your fault? Or do you start looking around the talent? Do you look around at the talent to his left and right and be like, hey, y'all ain't cutting it from my man. So Giants, y'all are definitely some big losers. Here's one that's just an iffy for me. And I thought about this long and hard about it. Um. Last night as well as today while I was creating the show. I wouldn't call this man a loser, but man, you talk about somebody having some bad luck. It got to be Tyrod Taylor. This dude goes from having a punctured lung that a team doctor performed on him to him losing his job last year to San Diego. He goes to the Pro Bowl, not San Diego, the LA, Ram, uh, LA Chargers. I keep calling them San Diego Chargers. They're the LA Chargers. He was a starting quarterback last year for the LA Chargers. Has an injury. They try to stick him with a needle. The doctor punctures his lung. He's out for the, he's basically loses his starting job because of a malpractice of a doctor. Before he gets to uh, LA, he was the starting quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. He takes the Bills, I believe, to a playoff game and is named a pro bowler and still doesn't get his contract renewed. And then now with the whole Deshaun Watson saga over there in Houston, he ends up becoming the starting quarterback. Balls out last week. And the next thing you know, he has hamstring issues this week. I can't think of anybody who's had more bad luck in the NFL than Tyrod Taylor. I mean, this dude has not gotten a fair shake. And I hate to put him in a loser category, but it's just one of those things where you just feel bad for my man, 50 grand. Like, 
I don't know what can this man, what what can he do to get out of this? Um, so it's 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 one of those. And now that you know, we don't know how long Tyrod Taylor is going to be out. It's a hamstring injury, so it might be something that might linger for him for the rest of the season. Um, but it, it's a tough one. It's a tough cookie. Um, but you know, my heart goes out to him. I hope he's able to recover soon and fast, and he's able to at least prove himself this season. As long permitting, however long this Deshaun Watson saga continues, I don't know how long that's going to be for the rest of the season, or if they're going to come up with a decision in the middle of the season. I don't know, but it seems like they're not even going to activate him, even with Tyrod Taylor being hurt. So that just shows you that they ain't playing no games with Deshaun Watson right now. Which maybe down the line we need some answers. Like, why didn't y'all just try to trade him? I mean, <laughs> somebody could have used him this season, so <clears throat> we'll see. Um, now we got the the winners and the losers out the way. I'm gonna talk about. Let me see. It's time. It's time for my my segment. That's gonna be called "Relax, y'all." Y'all are over here just overhyped too much. And I'm gonna go out with. I'm gonna I'm gonna name one team. Actually, I'm gonna name two teams that don't even need two teams that are that that, that get a buy. The LA Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. When I'm looking at the San Francisco 49ers, the Carolina Panthers, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Denver Broncos, those are all teams that are 2-0 right now. And I and and I'm a diehard Raider fan. But I'm gonna tell y'all right now, all y'all need to just pump the brakes. If you're not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now, pump the brakes with all this Super Bowl talk. Bruh, I just named the Carolina Panthers are 2-0. I just named the Denver Broncos are 2-0. Not to mention the Denver Broncos beat a sorry Jags team last week or yesterday. And they beat another sorry team last week as well. Um, so y'all need to pump the brakes. Um, it's just doing too much. They lost to the Giants. They beat the Giants. The Broncos did. Um, so you pump the brakes, everybody. All this all this talk of we're going to go to the Super Bowl. This is our year. Take it from somebody who's a lifetime Raider fan. The Raiders went 2-0 last year, and they ended up ending the season 8-8. The San Francisco 49ers, I believe, started off, I don't know what they started off last year, but I know they were in the hot seat. They were, they were rolling. They got hit with the injury bug. They didn't, they didn't even make the playoffs last season. So all this talk of everyone talking about, it's just calm down, all right? Let things play out for about the first month, month and a half. That kind of separates the big boys to the little boys. The big fish in the sea to just the little koi fish in the sea. Just relax, okay? It ain't that serious. And now I'm about to segue into my beloved Las Vegas Raiders. Yes, they had a great win yesterday. Yes, it was a statement win yesterday. But like I said, this is the same old stuff. I would like to say something else as that word, but this is a family show, so y'all can fill in the blanks. The Raiders. Yes, they had a great game. They beat the Steelers. They went they went across the country, started on a 10 o'clock West Coast time slot of game on a short week, and they didn't have their star running back, Josh Jacobs, uh, which he's starting to low-key kind of... I'm starting to look at him a little funny because his durability has been very suspect recently. Um, Derek Carr gets beat up. He does his thing. Henry Ruggs finally showed up. Um, but I... Like I said... I'm not going to make any judgments on what this Raider team looks like until about maybe mid-October. That'll give me a kind of good picture of what I'm looking at. But what I will say from my observations is the Raiders' defense is a lot more better than what they were last season, uh, which isn't saying much. So while I'm excited for the Raiders, we also had a bad... We weren't able really... They were able to get some good pressure on the quarterback. They were able to cause a couple of turnovers against Ben Roethlisberger. But at the end of the day... 
that Pittsburgh Steelers team, they're they're not that good. Um, I think I've still got them behind. They're they're probably the third best team in that division behind Cleveland and Baltimore. Um, and I don't see three NFC North teams making it to the playoffs. I don't see that. Um, the Raiders, on the other hand, Derek Carr, he's he's balling. He's he's looking really really good. He's looking like a this is the Derek Carr that we've been wanting to see for the longest time. But you know, he got hit with an injury yesterday. They're doing an MRI on his ankle, so we won't know to see how bad it is. But he was able to, you know, get it taped up. He went out there and threw a bomb to Henry Ruggs III. Despite having a uh, 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 a B a B a C plus game from Darren Waller, Darren Waller, their star tight end, who's probably arguably one of the best tight ends in the game, at least top two, top three, um, and he he didn't have the best game, so. They're able to start figuring things out. <clears throat> the defense is looking a lot better. But again, it's only the second game. So everybody just needs to pump the brakes. And the same thing with the teams that are 0-2. And um, I know 0-2 is a hard hole to get out of. But, you know, if I'm looking at an 0-2 team right now that can kind of figure it out, uh, I would probably say it might be the Minnesota Vikings. Um, that, that's a team that, you know, I, I feel like they can get it. To, if they can get it together. That's a team that can get, dig yourself out of the hole. Um, Seattle had a bad loss. Uh, just a, they just gave that game away yesterday. Um, they they gave that game away. They can get it together. I'm not even worried about Kansas City. They'll be in the mix of things. Uh, <clears throat> New England. It's just too early to tell. You know, it's just you know you go from one week to another week. You just gotta just relax. Just enjoy the moment. I think all of this talk of we, this is our year. We going to the Super Bowl after two two after two wins, dog. Come on, man. Chill. Come on. And I know I, I know, I catch a lot of slack for it, but, you know, it is what it is. I keep it a buck on the show. That's what it's all about. So everyone that's saying, you know, this is our year, just, just chill out, man. It's good to have those aspirations. But when y'all get to the end of the line and, and end of the season and it doesn't happen, y'all be out here looking like boo-boo the fool. So um, that's my little safety brief for y'all. But also the Saints. What, what, what you know, what, what happened? Saints fans, talk to me. What what happened yesterday? Um, <laughs> that that was somewhat of a shocker. Um, I didn't see that coming yesterday. Uh, losing to the Panthers the way they did, I don't know. I mean, and the Panthers are they throwing up really good? They, their defense is really really good. So I don't know what Sam Darnold's doing down there or the new the, the head coach Mark uh, Burrell. Um, but you know they got him playing well. But is that something that they can sustain for 17 games a season? I don't know, dog. I don't know. I don't know. So, um, yeah. So, that was my winners and winners and losers for week two of the NFL season. We're going to keep doing this for a long time. We got basketball that's coming up. I think training camp opens in about – or regular season actually opens up in less than 30 days, if I'm not mistaken. So, we'll see about that. But, uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the Sports Business Podcast Dummy of the Day. I heard this story in the middle of the game, and I was I was tripping. Uh, I, I was tripping. I was like, "Ain't no way!" And I was thinking of all the different scenarios where how this even happened. Um, and I'm looking for the story right now. I might have to just ad lib it because the article's not coming up. So we'll just we'll just ad lib it. Um, apparently, a Pittsburgh Steelers, this Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday. We're playing against um, we're playing against the Raiders yesterday in Heinz Field, and a fan a fan allegedly poops on himself. Um, 
He allegedly pooped on him. He pooped on himself. And he's actually cleaning his fecal manner, his pants that has feces all over it, in the sink, in the sink right there. Just it's on, it's on camera. My man got a Jerome Bettis throwback on out here just cleaning his pantalones in the middle of a, or in the sink of, of a bathroom. I'm pretty sure everyone who's listening to this show has been to some form of a sporting event. These bathrooms are disgusting. All right, they are pretty vile. And anybody who's been to the Oakland Alameda County Stadium, Coliseum, like that is probably by far the worst place you can actually utilize the bathroom in. So the fact that this dude, so I got so many questions. One, what do you do in that situation? I need y'all to email the show because this is just, I'm just intrigued. What I probably would have done is I probably just had to rock it out and just sit in the, just sit in the, in the commode all until the, until the coast was clear. Two, yo, like, did you come to the game solo? Like, you couldn't call a friend and be like, hey, yo, my man, like, yo, can you go to the team store and just give me some pants, some shorts, something? And I'm just going to leave these pants, like, I'm going to throw these pants away. Like, where are your friends at? And two, if you went by yourself, this is one where you're just going to have to watch the game. You're going to have to watch the game and pull up the cable subscription or whoever, wherever you get your streaming services from. You want to watch a game from that star, dog. And three, imagine being a stadium porter or custodian that has to go and go to the sink where all of this fecal matter is. It's not like they're getting the top of the line cleaning supplies. The gloves and set supplies probably ain't even the best because everything's going right now to our, our medical healthcare workers right now. And shout out to all y'all first line responders because y'all definitely deserve that, but Man, if I'm the one that gets called in and I got to clean that up, dog, I'm probably putting my resignation letter in. It ain't that serious. So the dude who who is the the the, the, band, the poop bandit, um, Polo, I mean, rocking the Jerome Bettis. And it's all over social media. All you got to do is just Google it. But my man was out here utilizing latrine, did his thug dizzle in there, pooped on himself, and then just started washing his, his, his pantalones right there in the sink. Um, did you use the hand soap to, to, to clean it out? I mean, what was you thinking? What was you thinking? You know, you should have sat there and took some pills or something to make sure that your, your insides was going to be acting like that. But I mean, it was just one of those crappy days, apparently for if you're a Steelers fan. So, uh, the Steelers fan who pooped on his pants, <laughs> washes his pants in the, in the sink. And did you like, what did you, what did end up happening afterwards? So there's so many questions. Um, but yeah, you, you by far the dummy of the day, dog. Cause ain't no way I'd have called somebody. I would have called, I would have called a friend. I would have sat there and be like, Hey bro, can somebody just something? Or I would have just took the L and I would have just had to just ride that out until the coast was clear for me to dip set. Um, yeah, dog, you, <laughs> you are the by far the dummy of the day. Anyways, that is this week's two's sports business podcast show. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed it. I did have a, somebody email me and I'm going to get to it. Somebody emailed me in the middle of the week this week and they asked me um, how I felt about the college college athletics transfer portal. Um, and so I'm going I'm to answer that question right now. Um, they asked me if I felt like it was a benefit to the game. To answer that question, um, if people don't know, college sports basically has opened up a transfer portal where you no longer really have to sit out a year of your eligibility. You can basically like if you're not starting, you can switch schools in the middle of the season and move on to another school like a free agent. Um, I answered the question. I said, whoever it, it can be beneficial right now, but in a sport like college football where University of Alabama, their their recruiting class is just so far superior than everyone else's. It's going to take some time for it to catch up where it's going to be a benefit to the game. 
what I don't like about it is that it kind of shows, it kind of gives the, the, the easy way out for some of these young kids as opposed to, hey man, you, you made a commitment to our school, um, you need to stick with it. And it kind of gives the easy way out for a lot of these young cats where if you're not, Justin Fields is a great example. Um, and we're keeping it above. Justin Fields, he didn't like what was going on in the University of Georgia. Um, Jake Fromm was kind of outplaying him. Justin Fields didn't like what he saw. So he kept a pushing and left uh, the University of Georgia. Dip set on over to Oklahoma, uh, Ohio State. Uh, you know, it kind of worked out for him to a certain extent. But at the end of the day, you know, it kind of shows to me it shows lack of commitment and it also shows lack of character uh, or it shows me a true, uh, who you are as a character. Um, you're not able to persevere. Baker Mayfield kind of did it as well. He left Ohio State and ended up going to Oklahoma. So I, I think that it's beneficial. Um, I really don't like it. I only reason, only way I would like, I would be okay with it if it is a coach that leaves. So if you got a cat like Urban Meyer who just loves to leave whenever he feels like he wants to leave and he's telling you know my kids that he's going to be here for four years and he gets up and he's like, nah, bro, I'm going to take this job at uh, uh, USC. I kind of understand that. I kind of understand that. So um, that's my two cents on how I feel about the transfer portal. It's going to take a couple of years to catch up for it to kind of even out. What I will say this is if you are a number one high school recruit going into whatever school you want, I would be looking around to my left and my right and getting the top 10 recruits in the nation. I'm probably going to be picking up the phone. I'm probably going to be picking up the phone. So make sure you go ahead and tune, tune in. Or you're probably, I'm sorry. I'm probably picking up the phone because you're going to make sure that you can get all of as many people as you can to come to these schools. So that's what I would be doing. So that's my two cents. Make sure you tune in to the podcast next week. This podcast is available on all platforms. Shout out to everybody to listen. Again, okay. All right. Thank you. Bye.